As he was neither noble nor good like Callan, his retribution would be far more vicious than the prince could ever envision. Without warning, a vampire traced into the room, teleporting directly onto the throne. Clad in costly silk robes, the male was pallid, his skin untouched by oblivion's blistering sun. His eyes were wholly red, his visage twisted by madness. The Viceroy. When the vampires had conquered Oblivion and turned it into a colony, they dispatched the Viceroy, their most malicious leader, to act as ruler of the plain. Ah, my two new prisoners, he said in English. Though Malcolm and Callan both were fluent in the language, they refused to speak anything other than their native demonish, even as the use of that tongue was now punishable by death. The vampire rubbed his narrow, clean-shaven chin. At last, you have both been captured. Malcolm and the prince were the leaders of the rebellion, and to break them would be to break the resistance. The vampire overlords had searched for them relentlessly. When the viceroy snapped his fingers, the two slaves exited the room, returning moments later with an unconscious demon boy one of their own, handed over for a vampire's refreshment. A leisurely repast. Malcolm started sweating. He strained even harder against his bonds, but couldn't get free before the vampire collected the boy in his arms, then bent over his neck. At the sight, rage spiked within Malcolm. Those sucking sounds. He bared his fangs, overwhelmed with memories of his childhood as a blood slave. His only consolation was that this boy was unconscious, a luxury he himself had never been afforded. Nor had Malcolm's neck been taken, for that skin would have been readily seen, and he hadn't been kept only for his blood. Steady, Malcolm, Callan murmured in demonish. Keep your wits about you. How many times had Callan said those exact words? The prince has long kept me sane. The viceroy dropped the boy from the dais to the ground like refuse, then dabbed at his lips with a crisp handkerchief. I confess you two fascinate me. His red eyes burned with curiosity. A friendship between a beloved royal and his brutal guard dog, the highest of the high and... He flicked his hand at Malcolm. No one had been more perplexed by their friendship than Malcolm. Callan was the crown prince of the Trothan demonarchy, hundreds of years old and filled with wisdom. Malcolm was the illiterate thirty-year-old son of a whore, raised as a vampire's slave, and filled with rage. Yet somehow he and Callan had become comrades in arms, brothers by choice if not by blood. Callan had said he'd recognized something in Malcolm, an innate nobility as if he'd known how badly Malcolm wanted to be noble. Penniless, ignorant, and fatherless, the viceroy intoned, the son of a demon whore who sold her body. With a sneer, he added, until she could sell one of her offspring. Malcolm could deny nothing. How easily you sprang to life when you should have been no more than seeping waste in a back alley. If Malcolm is not noble in blood, 
Callan said. Then he is noble indeed. Callan, still defending me. The viceroy seemed amused. I can imagine none so lowly, yet you had the gall to resist us, knowing death awaited. Amazingly, you very nearly routed us from your world, demon. Malcolm could scarcely comprehend this. Though he'd won numerous battles, he hadn't imagined his foes were on the brink of surrender. Malcolm had never known an oblivion without the walking dead vampires here. Decades before his birth, they had arrived from an alien plane filled with myriad breeds of immortals and mortals settling here for one reason. Blood. When the vampires consumed Trothan blood, it made them more powerful than they'd ever been, made them heal from injuries more swiftly. Blood.